man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Your New Jersey Devils. So, hmm. what's that home for? Yeah, you know, just love those Devils. I've been supporting them since day one, apparently. Nice. Play to work sports. sports. What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Late the Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? Man, what's up, John? Not a lot happening in the sports world, but I think we got a few topics to hit, a few things to discuss that might be interesting. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. The playoffs are going on, but nothing nothing wild, I guess, this week. But it should be pretty good, man. We're going to talk on uh, quite a few different topics. So you ready, to, you ready to kick this bad boy? Yeah, man, let's get into it. All right, man, let's get it. All right, so I guess first, man, we'll do the uh, NHL recap and kind of talk about what's going on in, in the world of hockey. Uh, first off, man, Seattle's up right now 2-1 against the Stars. Um, Golden Knights, they're tied with the, the Oilers 1-1. The Panthers are straight up smacking the Leafs. Three to zero, and we'll talk on that a little bit later. And the Canes lead two to one against your New Jersey Devils. So, hmm. what's that home for? Yeah, you know, just love those Devils. I've been supporting them since day one. Apparently, I'm talking about day one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever that was. <laughs> well, uh, Man, a little highlights in. Let's, let's break down. Let's break down each series, man. I got you some questions I want to ask you. All about right, throw them at me. Throw them at me. What you got? So first off, let's start with the uh, Seattle, right? The Seattle mm-hmm. Kraken taking on the Dallas Stars. So a few years ago, Dallas Stars were in the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, and everybody talked about how great their goalie played, right? Uh, or how great their goalie was. It's it top of the line. D- yeah, it was dubbed one of the the mm-hmm. premier matchups among goalies, right? Well, right. uh. This year we're moving, and Dallas is goalie, and I can't speak to see if it's the same one or not. I haven't checked to be 100% honest with you. But Dallas is having issues at the goalie position. So that's what matters. Game one, that that is that is you know what I mean. That to me that's your more, most crucial position really in there. So so game one, Dallas and Seattle went to OT, and the Kraken ended up winning five to four. Game two, Dallas would come back and say hold up and win four to two. Well, game three, Seattle said, nah, 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 hold my beer. And they came back and just smacked Dallas 7-2. to two. So, yeah, that's a smacking. That's a smacking. Yeah, so, no, that's a smacking. So, my question to you, Ray Ray, is you could say that the momentum was back and forth a little bit, right? Because Dallas comes in after game one. They're like, hey, we barely lost it, boys. Keep your head up. They come in. They double the score. The cracking game two said, told you, game one was a fluke. Game three rolls around, and they just get dismantled seven to two. Did Seattle just take all the momentum away from Dallas and basically say, no, 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 sit down, let me show you how it's done? I think Seattle's just hungrier. You know, that's what it's second season, man. We're just, we want this win. We're already getting further than most people. We just, we just want to bring back that trophy. I don't care who you are. I don't care that you're Dallas. You know, hey, you better find you a better goalie. 
you know, these are all the things that Seattle's got going for them. As I, I'm sure they're out there talking that smack against Dallas at this point. And the momentum, it is with the Krakens. Whatever ship that the Stars are on, it's being broke right now. That Kraken has come up full force like the one from Pirates of the Caribbean, and it is just tearing up ships. They're out here, man. They're they're just willing to play. It's it's hard to beat. In a sense, the team is young, not necessarily the guys, right, due to how they get the players. But they're hungry for it. It's fresh. That team is new. I think they're just wanting to go against all odds and, and just take it, take it their way. Yeah, it's not always how much talent you have on the team, but a lot of times it's how that talent plays. I mean, we've seen that in the That's NBA. Right. We've seen it in other sports as well. You can have the star-studded roster, but if you can't put it together, you can't win. Sometimes these these teams of no names, as you know, a lot of people call them, even though they're pro athletes, they're teams of no names on that scale. They come in and they show people what's up. So I think the momentum has definitely been yeah. stolen from Dallas. Dallas is a veteran team, so I, I don't see it one hundred percent going away. But I'm gonna tell you what: Seattle comes out game four and just as you would say, molly whops them. It's uh, Dallas is Dallas at that point defeated. Yeah, yep. Dallas is defeated. Yep. So yeah, you know, in the sense of the the no names, typically when you're that, there's no divas which matter. You got no personalities. You got no guy trying to make it all about him. No show about him. They're just out there wanting to win. Everybody's wanting to take just, that shot. Yeah, when you got the one guy who's like, you know, it's different to have the guy who wants the the pressure to take that shot. But even amongst mm-hmm. your no names, you got a guy who's willing to do so. But you have all these guys who are willing to give it up. You know, he's like, yeah, I, no, I don't get the best. Yeah. Sh-. He's like, I'm not, I don't have to take this shot because, you know, he's got a better chance. Whereas you got some guys who want to take it because they're like, I want to be the highlight reel. I want it to be me. Yeah, well, they brought it up years ago. Uh, they asked Michael Jordan about taking shots. And this is one of the things a lot of people made the argument. And they're like, what's the difference between Jordan and LeBron? And LeBron has done it career in, career out. When the last shot in the game on the line, who do you want shooting? Your best player. LeBron has right. been known to dish the rock to somebody else. And then the response would be if they missed a shot, well, they had the better percentage shot, they're open. Big dog, you're the star. You're the one we pay all the money. You're the one that's expected. You're the face of the of the the league. Make the shot. If Michael Jordan is a more contested shot, and I got, sorry, Steve Kerr, and I know you did make a game winner, but if I got Steve Kerr open and Michael Jordan contested, I want Jordan to take that shot, just being honest with you. So with a bunch of no-names, they all want to take the shot, but none of them have to take the shot. And so I guess I should have caveated with that off the back end. Nobody wants it. No one has to have it. You can make that argument both ways, though. You know, I mean, you could be like, yeah, this is my guy. This is who I pay all the money to. But if you're paying me all that money, you're also paying me to have the IQ to know to hit the guy that's open. You know, like if I know that you, for instance, or you can hit these corner threes, you know, lights out all day, and I see that you're open and I'm contested. Well, yeah, they're paying me the big money to realize that you are open to hit that corner three for the win. So, I mean, I think you could argue it both ways. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to take the responsibility. Whoever misses that shot has got to be willing to take the responsibility. That's what matters. Yeah. You can't be blaming anybody else. There was a conversation once where they asked Kobe, like, why didn't you pass the rock to such such? And he says, because... I I made the shot or something like that. You know, something on the minds. And I'm like, yeah, but mm-hmm. such such is open. He said, but I made the shot. Yeah, but you took the harder shot. He was wide open. But I made, but the, I shot. made the shot. Yeah. And, and if yeah. you miss it, you just got to be on it. You just got to yeah. say, hey, which, bad on me. Which, yeah. 
So, well, now we got the Golden Knights, as I always call them, the uh, the Black Knights for some reason because I struggle to remember their golden. I think it's their logo. The logo throws me off, but the Golden Knights. I got it right. I do like me some dark colors, man. I'm wearing a black shirt right now, so the Golden Knights. There it is. We're matching. Um, <laughs> like I said, the series between the Golden Knights and the Oilers right now is tied one to one. Well, mm. uh, Vegas came out first round, excuse me, first game, and they won six to four. And the Oilers came out game two and said, "Hold up," and they won five to one. Uh, no, they won five so, to a middle finger. If you go and look at their uh, their picture. Oh man, really? I don't know. Yeah, Shoot. their their official like sports page the guy i can't remember the player but he's against the glass and the lady she's flicking him off so they put five to middle finger was as the final score oh brutal well uh man who really owns this series right now i think it's a toss-up i think uh this is probably the better hockey you can see between all of it between all the games it just seems to be closer and more aggravating towards everybody uh, yeah, competitive. I guess you could. Yeah, that'd be the word to say. Like, I think this is your more evenly matched. You know, I think the Kraken are just running away with Dallas. We haven't talked about the Canes, but I think overall they're going to take it and run away. And then obviously the Panthers are running away. So I think if you're actually wanting to enjoy games, this is like the one. This is the area. Well, I'm going to so tell I, you that I'm going to keep before you before you say that I'm going to continue to support who I said was going to win, and I'm still going to pull for Edmonton. But I wouldn't be surprised that this gets thrown up either way. Well, I was just going to speak on that. Edmonton, based off of NHL.com, has the number one player in the NHL this year, and that's Connor McDavid. So, theoretically, you honestly expect to win. Yeah. They also have the number five player. That's okay. And Boston had the number one team. Ah, that is true. That is true. I mean, the Lightning had two guys on the top uh on the top 10, and they lost. So, But overall, I mean, they got some of the top players in the NHL. But this this game, man, is is a matchup. Um, I think I'm going to give it to, to Edmonton, honestly. I think they are the better team. But just because you're the better team, you got to play like the better team. So I think there's – I think it's more on their shoulders to win based off what they have than for Vegas to win. No, no, I can agree so, with that. I see that 100%. So, well, let's roll into the uh, the Canes versus the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, your New Jersey Devils. So the Canes won game one, 5-1. I'm pretty sure one. those are Ben's New Jersey Devils. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> the Canes won game one, 5-1. to one. The Canes won game two, 6-1. to one. New Jersey came back in game three and won it eight to four. So, really, my only question here, right, and I guess it's a two-part question, Ray One, was game three a fluke for the Canes, right? Because obviously you've seen they still scored a lot, but their goalie just collapsed. He only allowed two goals in the first two games, and he allowed eight in game three. Or has New Jersey kind of figured something out and said, hold up, we figured out how to mismatch you and play against you now. And you can expect more of this in the future. What are you thinking? I'm going to say it's an off night. 
I don't think you go from being that dominant uh, in anything, right? Like you're, you've only allowed two in two games to let an eight happen on you. I think mm-hmm. it's it could it could be an off night. Why wouldn't it be an off night? You know, like dang, hey, they just got the best of me today. And again, that's why it's a seven game series. We don't want these mishaps, but we can have these mishaps. And as a team, it's better that we do worse all around, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's the goalie's job to make sure the puck doesn't go in. But you got four other guys out there. Yeah, for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they got to uh, do some kind of defense. I mean, that's why the same reason why in soccer, the goalie's got two defenders. So you can't do it all by yourself. Sometimes you got to have some help. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about it is the Canes right now are averaging five goals a game. So New Jersey, if New Jersey cannot figure out how to score volumes, they're going to lose this series. Plain and simple. Your goalie yeah. hasn't figured out how to block the Kane shots. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's the facts, right? Is that the the Devils are getting scored on. 100%. They've not allowed less than four goals a game. You can't win and any I mean, sport like that. You can't let four mm-hmm. scores in any kind of game, I guess except basketball, uh, really go against you and win. No, it's very hard. I mean, it's very, very hard, unless it's a game that is typically a high-scoring game, like you said, like basketball. I mean, it's the same thing in baseball. Baseball, you get four runs. Hey, that's how you you could come back, but it's like, it's like, whoo, that's, a, no that's not than, an... If your defense in football is letting 28 points happen against you all the time, it's hard to win those games, too. Yep, ask Jared Goff. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can have the most prolific offense. It doesn't matter. Ask Matt Ryan. Mm. Sorry, Matty Ice. And Matt, we trust. Maybe uh, we'll resign so, him just so he can retire properly. 100%. You know he will. You know he will. I would be disappointed in the organization if they don't. So That's right. Nope. But he ain't he retiring this year, he said. So nope. even though he ain't got a phone call, something's got to give. I still think he's a good quarterback, man. He just needs protection. If he's not a mobile quarterback. You can, if you can't protect him, he can't make it happen. To me, right. to me, if you put him up there in Minnesota, he's nasty. Get old Kurt Thuggins out. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, we'll, we'll get on. We'll bring That's it on back to ice. Yeah, boy. Well, uh, your boy. the final one, no, sir. Uh-huh. The final one would be talking about, and obviously, I, I put this at the end for a reason. Florida. Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And so game one, Florida won four to two. Game two, Florida won three to two. Game three, Florida won three to two, but it was in OT. So this is kind of a two part question as well. The first part of this is is the Toronto Maple Leafs is. This is this is kind of a two part question as well. Um are the Toronto Maple Leafs, first off, are they starting to be to figure out Florida's game? Because as you noticed, they lost by two in game one. They lost by one in game two. They lost in OT in game three. Are they, are they starting to figure it out? Or is it just, hey, that's just kind of how the score's fallen. That's the first part of the question. And the second part, they are down three to nothing facing the sweep. Are they set to continue on this path of just not being a good franchise for the past 20 years? 
So answering the uh, second part really answers the first part. You're down three to zero. It's hard to come back. Doesn't matter if you figured it out by now. I mean, how often does that happen in any any sport with a seven game? Very series? rarely. So what's the odds I, that in your twenty year span? And when's the last time they won a playoff besides this? Like when's when was it? Like oh six? We we're talking about. No, 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 no. What was that? Try oh three to oh four. Yeah, there you go. Since they've actually let, were relevant, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let me go ahead and throw some stats out then for you, Ray Ray, since kind of we're on that. And we can we can circle back to, to the first part of the question if you want. I mean, you kind of answered that. But the last time the Maple Leafs won, like we said, was 03 to 04. They only won one series that year. Well, then they had the NHL lockout, so there was no nothing going on in 04 to 05, right? So now we got 05 to 06 rolled around. Nothing happens, and it just continues on until this year. So this year was the first time in 19 years that the Toronto Maple Leafs have won a series. Okay, They won against the Lightning. Now, in the Lightning's defense, they won three out of their four games in overtime, sudden death. So it, they weren't convincing wins, but they were wins, right? It's all that matters. That you have more. But nothing was convincing. And the like we said last episode, Toronto or not Toronto, excuse me, Tampa Bay struggles in OT. It gives me anxiety. You know, they struggle in OT, just is what it is, right? So now you're on the verge of being swept. In those nineteen years, one of the years was locked out. So now we're in eighteen years. Right? We won't count this year, so now we're down to seventeen years. So in the remaining seventeen years, they didn't qualify the play for the playoffs ten of them. And then they lost in the first round in the other seven. It's one thing if yeah, you don't so, qualify, but to lose seven first rounders. So that brings me to her, to answering the question now. You know they're not going to win. They don't have a chance. Even if they figured it out, it's too late. Your history of a team as a franchise is that of you're more likely to get swept than you are to win. I'll I, I'll even give you two games. Doesn't matter. You're not going to win all four in a row. You're just not going to. Everything you've won has been too close, and everything you've lost besides this past one, is, the differential is just too much there, right? Because again, like we said, two two goals is a lot of goals still in hockey. Can it be made up easily? It depends, right? But that's a yeah, lot I'm, that you're banking. That's a lot you're banking on. And they have Austin Matthews which last year was the NHL MVP. He's ranked the third best player by NHL this year. I mean, arguably the best Toronto Maple Leaf player to ever play. That's wasted yet, talent there. That's going to be the 100%. argument you hear from the real fans. It's just wasted talent there. There's no, there's nothing going on. The Maple Leafs will get swept, and they'll spend the rest of their time watching from the couch, and then they'll talk about in the next 17 years – when they finally win another one, we got a chance. The problem is, man, they're they're. I don't know if it's a waste of talent. I don't know because I'm gonna tell you, he didn't have a good series overall against Tampa. So it's it leaves the question to be raised: Is do you trade this dude off and try to pick up some pieces? You know, because obviously you're having more than just. It's not just a one guy issue. 
do you keep Austin Matthews there or do you try to trade off because more? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked. And uh, their offseason is about to start very soon. So uh, there's going to be some questions that are going to get asked. Um, and rightfully so. Rightfully we so. We know you can be just – just because you're the best player doesn't mean anything. Your team still has to be around you. I mean, in a, in a sense of putting it in like the stats of in Madden or in NHL, you can be a 99 overall player, but if you're playing with nothing but 75s, I'm not saying that's what those other guys are, but put it in the perspective, it's hard. You know, like I can, all of it can't be on one person. Yeah, I mean, I can see your argument, but at the same time, I expect you to be able to step up and do something. I mean, would you rather have a team with ninety plus overalls or one ninety nine and the rest in their seventies? Depends if that ninety nine's putting out for me. You know what I mean? Well, he's but not Austin he's Matthews get, is everybody not. Everybody else getting bodied. Everybody else getting bodied. Well, so is he. Yeah, I I think I think the sweep. I, I mean, I want to say they'll win burns. at least one game, but I feel like it, the sweep's coming, man. They're in their own head. I guarantee they are They're broken. in their head. 100%. Yeah, their mentality's broken. They've already defeated mm-hmm. themselves going into this next game. Mm-hmm. So, well, that is it for hockey. I don't really have too much more to say about that. Uh, shout out to the Kraken being hungry, like we said. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you got nothing else, man, we'll go ahead and roll into uh, the NBA recap with Austin. Let's go ahead and turn it on over to Cuz. All right. You got it, Austin. What's up, guys? Very excited for the rest of these playoffs to continue, and um, as they go forward, I'm just ready to see all these games. They're, they've so far been absolutely crazy. They're just very exciting. Start off with the Nuggets and Suns games. Game one of this series was dominated by the Nuggets, with Jokic getting 19 rebounds and 24 points. And Murray finishing with 34 points and 9 assists. The Suns keep it as close as possible with KD and Booker combining for a for 56 points. Jokic showing up big for Game 2 uh, with 19 points and 16 rebounds. And if it weren't for that, they surely would have lost because KD and Booker showed up again with a combined 59 points. Back-to-back going for combined 56 and 59. Crazy, crazy. The Suns come out for games three and four to show that they're here for a reason. Game three has KD with 39 points and almost getting a triple-double and Booker with 47 points and nine rebounds. Them together in that game, that was 86 of the whole team's 121 points. Crazy stat. Oh my gosh. These two together are playing so great. I, I love watching it. Jokic Murray and MPJ tried to keep them in this one. Michael Porter Jr. with 21 points and 12 rebounds, Murray with 32 points, and Jokic with 30 points, 17 rebounds, and 17 assists. Big, big triple-double for him. Game 4 was just just as exciting, if not more, than the other three games. Suns tied the series up 2-2 with KD scoring 36 points, 11 rebounds, and Booker Booker getting 36 points as well and 12 assists. But this game was high scoring, so the Nuggets didn't give up without a fight. Murray had 28 points, and Jokic came out and gave them boys work, scoring 53 points and 11 assists. Very, very exciting series. I can't wait to watch the rest of these ones. Very excited for it. The next one I'll hit on is the Heat and Knicks games. Miami take game one with Jimmy Buckets leading the way. 25 points and 11 rees. 
Game two goes to the Knicks with Burnson leading it with 30 points and RJ Barrett and Randall getting a combined 49 points. Game three, the Heat win by 19 points with Jimmy having 28 points. We'll see how this game goes tonight. I have the Heat winning, but I'll update y'all next week on that. Next one here is the Celtics and 76ers. This one has been a back and forth series. Game one went to the Sixers with James Harden getting 45 points and Tatum getting 39 and 11 rebounds. Harden has been playing like he's in his prime recently. Well, some of the games he's been killing them. Game two, Celtics blew the Sixers out 121-87 with Jalen Brown getting up 25 points. Celtics also take game three in a storm by 12 points. Tatum getting up 27 points and 11 rebounds with Embiid putting up 30 points, 13 rebounds. Game four went to the Sixers in an overtime win with a lot of big time stats. Tatum putting up 24 points and 18 rebounds. Smart gets up 21 points, seven assists. Brown gets up 23 points and five assists. And Embiid putting up 34 points, 13 rebounds. Harden having another amazing night, getting 42 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. It does worry me that the Sixers did so good in this game and just barely won this one in overtime. But they are tied at two, so we'll have to see where it goes. This was another very exciting one. Now onto the last one I have here, but certainly not the least. We have the Warriors and Lakers. Lakers come out and win a big game one. AD had 30 points, 23 rebounds. He's been very inconsistent though. He's had great games, very bad games. So don't know how that's gonna shape out for them. We'll just have to see how that is. Bron comes out with 22 points and 11 rebounds. The Warriors splash bro trio all had six threes that game. Couldn't find a way to win it. Game two was snatched up by the Warriors as they win by 27 big points. Bron came out with 23 points, seven rebounds, and Hachimura got 21 off the bench. Clay dropped eight threes and 30 points with Steph getting 20 points, 12 assists. Game three was again snatched, but this time it was the Lakers doing the snatching as they win by 30. Steph comes out with 23 points on four threes. AD comes out with 25 points and 13 rebounds. Bron had 21 and eight rebounds and nine assists, I believe. But you have to check me on that one. I can't remember correctly. Russell got up 20, 21 points, five assists. Excited to see how this Monday night game goes. I'll kick it back to Ray Ray and John. I'll see you guys next week. All right, man. Hey, appreciate that, Austin. Appreciate it, man. So man, I'm great as you, always. I'm glad he, yeah, I'm glad he takes over that reign because he breaks it down a lot better than I think you and I could together. 100%. The kid knows some NBA. I love that he Sometimes. gives his predictions too and his thoughts on stuff. That's cool. That's so. right. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to realize that it's not your wheelhouse. You're better off filling that hole, right? We can't fill it, so. Glad I know a little it. bit of basketball, but I'm not going to pretend that I know as much as Austin. I mean, that dude's, that dude's a, a stat machine when it comes to that, so I'm happy for I, I know enough to, to get him. in trouble. <laughs> well, since we're talking about trouble then, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of these games. So, Austin has already talked about the Miami and uh, Knicks. I mean, obviously he's talked about all these, but. Austin, uh, Austin hit on that. I got some highlights this one. So Miami only lost when Jimmy Butler didn't play. So since then, they have won. Uh, The Knicks can win if they score over 110 points based off what we've seen with Miami scoring 108 and 105 twice. But I'll be honest with you, man. I don't think the Knicks can match up with Miami. And I think Miami ends up winning this one and going to the conference finals. 
No, it's a good year for it. It's a good chance to. I mean, it's like you said, the the stats matter. I have some people that don't want to believe in the stats, and they'll tell you if you try to do things based off stats, it doesn't always end that way. Well, yeah, that's what the other percentages are, right? That's where you, how yep. you that's why things aren't a hundred percent. But when you look at it, if you were going to take the gamble in one way, why would you not go with where the bigger number is? That being said, you're going to get Jimmy Butler back, right? Because he's not out. No, no, he's back. He only missed game yeah. one. Yeah, so there you but, go. So I don't know if he can him. keep up that tempo, though. I don't know how long he can keep that tempo up. The dude's putting up numbers. He wants a hey, Well, there you go, then. That's all that matters, right, is his drive, is the killer instinct, right? I mean, it's what happens when you're – Michael Jordan's son, you just out here wanting to win. And that's where, you know, back on the flip, how I'm kind of contradicting myself, but sometimes that one guy can be all the difference, like you were trying to say. It depends on how your your 99 puts out, right? Oh, he's when putting out. Telling this, yeah, he's putting out. He's putting it all out there. All that sweat on the floor, that's from him. Mm-hmm. He wants it. So, Well, they play tonight. You, I don't think he could take away from the heat as long as they have Jimmy Buckets. Like I said, they they play. They're actually playing right now, and uh, they are up one hundred six ninety nine with a minute and eleven left. So there's a chance they go up three one, which means that boy means they are only one game away from making it to the conference finals. I would assume, arguably, against our next topic here, and that would be Boston versus um, the seventy sixers. I think Boston wins it. So obviously, I'm going to predict yeah, Miami yeah. versus Boston. Boston man to me is a stronger force. They they only lose when they don't play well. Harden had an amazing game in game four, and they still only won by one in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I, and that was after I, they hit that that overtime bug. I don't even know how that happened. A Boston seemed like they fell apart in that last minute and missed some buckets they could have made. Well, so I'm saying Boston to me is consistent when they're scoring. They are the better team. I don't care that the seventy six just had the league MVP. To me, I'll be honest with you, I don't think he deserves league MVP. I don't think he deserved it. Well, even even so, per the the rules they wanted to put in, don't you have to play 56 games? 65. Did he fall somewhere below that? I'd have to look. I don't follow the 76ers, so I'd have to look. Um, You said 65, right? 65, yeah. But I don't follow him. But here's the thing, man. I don't. To me, I don't think he was the best player this year. He's he's showing it in, during this series that he is. I mean, he qualified by one game. Well, there you go. To me, you're saying you're the best player in the league. Well, then put up numbers like such, man. You need to be. You need. You need to be beating a team that does not have an MVP on it. You need to be yeah. arguably you're you're the best guy in the league this year. But yet Harden mm-hmm. Harden will Jaws way to game to win in game four. What are you doing, big dog? Harden shouldn't be carrying that burden. So no. I don't think I don't think they're the best one. I I do think that that, you know, um Ibid is is decent, but I don't think I don't think he's that force, man. I I, I think Joker honestly was the best player in the league this year. Again, but that's my take. That's our different topic. So I think Boston wins this one, man. Exactly. I think Boston does too. You're going to get your classic, your Heat and Celtics rivalry that seems to have been brewing there at one point. Been brewing for a little bit here recently. So, so I think you're going to get a good. It's going to be a good matchup when they play. Oh yeah. 
Well, then you got Denver and Phoenix, and to me, this series is anybody's game. Um, Both wins by Phoenix have only been by single digits, but they've scored a lot in all all the games, man. Um, I think, honestly, this is the the matchup that, to me, is closest in firepower, you know? Um, Like blow for blow. I think it's going to be... Yeah, I think it's going to be really who who steps up and plays well East night. Not who's the better team, because I honestly think they're very evenly matched. I think who steps up who just wants and plays. More. Yep. Yeah, I so yeah, who's I think, hungrier tonight? I think this is game seven coming out of this one. Um, I I mean, obviously now it's best of three, right? So we're at least getting a game six out of this one. But, uh, but I think it's definitely going to go all seven. Um, and I... I don't even know who to predict out of this one, man. To be honest with you, uh, I thought Phoenix had a lot of firepower, and you know, with 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 Book and KD, it was like good luck beating them. But Denver's finding ways, so I don't know, man. This one's gonna be a tough one. So I'm excited to see how this one plays out. Yeah, I mean, so. you, it's good arguments there. It's probably, you know, that's a good thing about this. I think you have two right now on the on the NBA playoffs. They're all good games. Like all of them, you're kind of getting something interesting going on. Everybody's got something going. Even the heats that we touched on, like, yeah, Jimmy Buckets is back and they're winning pretty well and probably will win tonight. It's still been a good series. They've been, in a sense, close. There there has been a couple games that were just like, whoa. It's not a consistent thing, you know what I mean? They were outliers type thing. That's mm-hmm. that's however many so games really we've you had could so say far. That the the Phoenix Nuggets though is probably the most like you said blow for blow probably the best of the four games to watch then if you just want a nail biter the entire time. I think so, I think so. Okay. I mean, because uh, my Miami. It seems like up- there's always that one in in any seven game series, right? It always seems like there's just that one team or those two teams that one series that's just the most interesting out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, because I can tell you it ain't Miami. Miami just won, so. They're up three one. Three one. Yeah, they're the only team. Odds are in their favor. Um, huh? Odds are in their favor. Oh yeah, yeah. They are the only team, unless the Lakers do it tonight as well, to be uh, not tied after four games. So everybody else, besides the Lakers and Warriors, because they obviously play a little bit later, every other team's tied. So. Um, speaking of the Lakers and Warriors, like I said, they do play uh, this series. The Lakers own it right now, but I honestly think Golden State can and will win this based off what I've seen with Golden State so far. Game one was a struggle for Golden State. They, or their percentages were way low for them shooting. Uh, like I said, they lost game one because it was a horrible game, but it was horrible by their standards. To me, the Lakers yeah, are I, finding I ways to win. What is it? What do you mean? I might have been uh, with my prediction. Might have been off. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think I, I got a uh, yeah. chance to miss about one. The the Lakers are finding ways to win to keep themselves in, but honestly, man, I think that I just think the firepower of Golden State is just too much for them. I think Golden State wins this one. I think they go to play Denver and Phoenix. Whoever they match up there, they lose to, and uh, it's going to be either Denver and mm-hmm. Phoenix versus. Um, the Heat or Boston, honestly. I'd like to say the Heat, but... At the end of it all. The heat, yeah. I don't know how the Heat are going to match up against Boston. I mean, they they just lost to them, you know, in the playoffs uh, a year or so ago. So, I don't know, man. But 
Hey man, it's a new year, it's a new team. I mean, that little yeah. bit, that little well, bit uh, matters. That one change on the team. Since we're talking about scoring, I, I looked these up and I wanted to tell you that. Uh, do you know the league average in points this year was one hundred and fourteen point two points scored by a team in any big game this year? The uh, the oh, first wow. time, yeah, that's that's insane. The first time that the league ever had a average to one hundred and ten or more points in a season was the 18th through 19th season. Since then, it's only went up all but one year. One year it was like 112.2, and I think the next year it was 112 on the dot. So they've went up every year in points. So with so these teams that are shooters scoring, or worst defenders. Yeah, well, that that just shows you that Miami technically right now is is, is scoring below the league average. 108, 105, 105. They just scored tonight, and last I looked, it was a pretty much a lock. It was 109 is what they scored tonight. So they're still scoring below the league average. But like I said, if the Knicks can get over 110, they can beat them. Had they scored 110, they beat it's them. just can they get there, though. Can they get there, yeah. That's yep. the question, man. So, the ifs matter. The ifs, 100%. Matter. Well, that leads us into our next topic, and that is Jokic versus uh, the Suns owner, Matt Ishbia. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little about that? What's going on over there? Seems to be a little bit of trouble in paradise. So, notice I said versus. I'll go ahead and and break down kind of what happened and what you need to know about that thing. So, the other night they were playing game four, right? And uh, there was a loose ball going out. The Suns forward, he dove for it, dove in the crowd, you know, to get it, um, throw the ball back in. The ball bounced into uh, Matt's hands, and Jokic came over there to grab the ball. All the fans are trying to help, you know, the Suns player up out of the uh, out of the crowd, go get him back on the court, all that. Well, Jokic tries to grab the ball from uh, Matt, and he reluctantly doesn't give it up. Well, the next center, the net center ends up just kind of like eventually knocking it out of his hands, ripping it away type thing, right? Well, then he turns around and he elbows Matt and knocks him down. Now, it wasn't like a full, like, I knock him down type thing. I don't want you to misconstrue it, but he knocked him down in his chair. Now, Matt fell back in his chair with his hands up like, yo, I'm out, I'm out, I'm not doing anything, right? So it wasn't like a forceful, like, I'm trying to throw an elbow. It was more like a get off me or get away from me type elbow. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, like know your place. Yeah, it wasn't like I'm trying to harm you. They say he didn't even know yeah. it was the Suns owner, so it wasn't malicious, you know, anything like that. The Suns owner, the moment, yeah, one hundred percent. You're in a heated battle. You know, he got assessed the technical for it, and the heat, uh, or the heat, the Suns actually ended up winning one twenty nine to one twenty four. So that did, in theory, cost them. But they've already said that. The owner did that. He doesn't want anything to happen to Jokic. He, I don't want to suspend him. Nothing like that, right? Because it is, like you said, a heat of the moment incident. Now, I well, that's just a that's a mature man that got hit though. That you can make that argument. Like he understands the situation, mm-hmm. right? He understands, man. We're in a heated battle. We're in the finals. I got this dude who's such a fierce competitor. 
you know, and, and maybe there's stuff they don't know. Like, Jokic probably not like that with anybody. Like, you don't like nobody patting on them. You know, you just don't know. Well, Owner different. Owner more insight. Owner's more mature. Realizes what's going on. Different cultures. I mean, everything. Like, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the NBA is, uh, is, is more... Or it is you know bigger Diverse. than yeah bigger than a lot of the other yeah. leagues you know NH or uh, NFL is not really diverse you know I mean they have some from different areas but more, overall it's not the NBA the MLB the uh, NHL they're uh, MLB is pretty diverse yeah that's what I'm saying they're more diverse so yeah. you know yeah. different people different thoughts different everything so. I don't fault the man, and you could tell malicious. You could tell malicious elbows, and, and it wasn't. I don't think. Um, I don't fault the yeah. guy. You can watch something and know. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think it was just a heated moment type thing because they were all crowded. You know, he walks in, he doesn't really quite see what's going on with the situation. Maybe he thinks that everybody is trying to mess with his teammate. You know, and he's like, "Yo, get off of him!" He tried to grab the ball. He doesn't know this guy from a fan. You know what I mean? He doesn't know this is this is the owner of a team. Tries to grab the ball, and the dude tries to hold the ball from him. Well, he's looking at him like, right. yo, you're a fan. Give me the ball. You know what I mean? I, I can see why it would irritate him. Like, I can get it. Like, I'm not – that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was malicious. I don't think it was personal. Nothing like that. The the technical being assessed, hey, you can't throw an elbow. End of the day, you can't throw an elbow. You can't do that, right? Yeah, um, that that is what it is. That's just part of it. So, we gotta, like I've expressed multiple times, it's about consistency. Yep. So I wasn't mad about it. Um, I don't think anything was malicious, and I, I honestly don't feel that either team should or either side should be in trouble. Right? I think you just let it go, let it be whatever happens, and move forward, man. I know that I did see that the Denver Nuggets were a little upset with it all, but it's like I feel like you're just blowing this out of proportion, man. I mean, you're just, this is being blown out of proportion. So, um, but I just want to kind of talk on that topic, man, and get your thoughts on it. Cause obviously it did just happen. And like I said, I, I don't see an issue with it. You can't throw an elbow, but at the same time, Hey, get off me, man. I'm in a heated, I'm in a heated battle. As you said, you know, well, I bet the owner don't try to take that ball again. <laughs> he just, that's a, that's a big it. man. Hey bro, six eleven. Like, yeah, he just swats it back in and he's, he's what? I'm sure he's close to 300 pounds at 6'11". He's a that's a big boy. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. So, well, let's roll into some uh, NFL topics real quick. And uh, first off, I want to throw some things out and see what you think. So, Adam Scheffner reported on these um, today, and uh, based off his tweet, he reported from Earth, and he said. These are some changes to the scheduling coming out for the NFL. So NFL games will have a Black Friday game, or the NFL will have a Black Friday game for the first time ever. You think those tickets will be discounted? <laughs> Only if you get there early. Um, would the team store be discounted? Hey, that's good. Now that's a good question. Doubtful. Yeah. Uh, ga- nah, it won't be. Games don't necessarily belong to a network anymore. All games are free agents. Not quite sure how that's going to work out but uh I, i'm not understanding that verbiage like is somebody out here bidding the games i think so basically like you can show an so i don't want to cover that team it, that's what it's going to be like the crappy teams neither one of the broadcasts want to cover them but that means you get them for cheap then too Mama, so i don't know how come i never see the browns on tv anymore <laughs> nobody bids on them <laughs> um that's because you're crap yeah well Teams can be on Thursday Night Football twice in the season now. 
that one I know J.J. Watt is, is super happy about. I'm glad he's – I'm sure he's glad he's retired. And then not yeah. all teams are guaranteed to have a primetime spot. I don't like that one. I get it. No, it's all the money. The whole the whole point's a money making league. Yep. It's the whole point. The thing is, every team at the at the, at the end of the day, every team should be broadcasted though, because that's how you make the revenue. At the end of the day, it is not good for. And this is the really the only, this is really the only one I had a huge issue with. At the end of the day, it is not good for the NFL. We've seen it right now in baseball with the athletics, right? The Oakland A's. It is never. Good. We've seen it in NFL when we talked about how the NHL has got it figured out with expansion teams. It's never good for a team to suck. It all it does is destroy that fan base. You know, it makes it hard to get it set up. It destroys the fan base. It's not a good. Yeah, speaking look. of fan bases, what, what's that's what them poor Maple Leafs to to walk back that way. What what fan base? Them and the Oakland Athletic fans, I think, are the same people. They're one and the same. They're the guy that walks in the Homer Simpson meme where he walks in the bush and comes out wearing the opposite clothes. It's uh yeah, I don't like. Rest it. in peace to both of those fan bases. <laughs> Sorry, four hundred nine. I uh I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I think I get it. You know, it's like ooh, nobody wants to watch. You know, the Browns play of the Lions. Got it, man. I hear your argument there. Nobody says you have to have them on. But no prime one wants time. to watch seventeen games of the Kansas City Chiefs either. And that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see. You know, we're gonna watch the Kansas City Chiefs play primetime half yep. their season. You know, the Eagles are gonna play yep. primetime half more. their season. Yeah, if not more. And you're going to see the 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 teams that, you know, the Falcons, the the Panthers, the Saints, the Bucks, the, the you know, the Chargers. The NFC South's not going to have prime time. Never, bro, because they're going to be it's a, it's a horrible team. Okay, well, they're also historically they're not a horrible division. They have Super Bowl winners come out of that division just in some down years yeah they have super Bowl winners come out of there they have teams that go to the super bowl teams that go to the nfc championship but you're going to see these ones with massive fan bases and that's what they're going to put on dallas cowboys 49ers the eagles um, the kansas city chiefs you know it's going to be that man i mean i mean that'd be like going to college and only watching ohio state and michigan yeah because at the end of the day they got some of the biggest fan bases and they also got notre dame stadiums yeah notre dame like that's that's bull crap. And I get why you don't I know I'm segueing, like why you wouldn't do the little little teams in college. But this is the NFL. There's only thirty two of them. They all matter. They all truly have a chance. Well, that's all it takes. You know, it doesn't matter if you win by a field goal. Shoot. Every team in, in the league would want to win seventeen games, even if it was all by a field goal. And not only that, man, here it's this whole mindset of you build these teams like this. Remember the LA Rams when they won it? How did their parade look? Pathetic. What parade? Exactly. They didn't even have the fan base. So what happens if, what happens if, right, you decide we are never going to put. Let's go say wrong St. Louis. Let's say, well, well, Saint, they should have stayed in St. Louis, honestly, but that's another topic. Let's say, that's and right. I'm trying to think of a team because the Falcons pretty much got all Georgia rooting for them. Carolina's got both the Carolinas. The Saints, all Mississippi, oh, New no, Orleans. Man. Shoot. I mean, a lot of Georgia's rooting for the Eagles now. Let's just call that as it is. Well, they're bandwagoners. There's, there's a lot of jump ship on that. No, they just watching they Georgia boys go play for they're a season. They're bandwagoners. But, you know. No, they just supporting. Whatever, bro. But it would be like teams like, what happens if the Texans, for instance, right? Texans, I'm assuming, don't have a large fan base. What happens if they if they go on and win a Super Bowl and they make a run and now they're in primetime playoff games in the Super Bowl? 
people aren't watching these games. People aren't watching the, you know, the, the playoff games. Now you got dips in those when you're trying to sell the most ads because you decided that you were going to do it in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Also, are you going to have a bunch of flex games? Does teams never know if they're going to be on prime time or not? How does play? How do you know? Because ultimately, that's what you, they flex a crap ton of them at the end of the season. So, what do you? Uh, oh well, the, hey, well, the if, Falcons are all of a sudden doing great. Let's flex them into the thing. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Well, Kirk Cousins will have a great time then, since he's terrible in prime time. And if he gets no prime time spots, that man's going to win a lot. Well, until they get to the playoffs and he loses because it's prime time. Because it's prime time. So. Yeah, besides that, what do you think about it? Anything other thing that stands out that you're not a big fan of or the other stuff you're just like, yeah. As a player, I could as a player, I could see hating the Thursday night football twice. That would suck unless you got Thursday this week and Thursday next week because then it's no different. I get my seven days. But I couldn't imagine doing a Thursday, having to roll into, you know, a Monday night and then rolling right back into like a weekend and then rolling right back into a Thursday. I mean, there's a nightmare scenario out there. There's yeah. a scenario where it's like, oh, why is the whole team, you know, out and on the injured list? Yeah, I mean, you would have basically, know, in that aspect, you would have, a, I would assume, but we never know, that you would not play a Monday and then roll into a Thursday, but you would roll into, you know, you'd have a Sunday game, and then you're going to play a Thursday game, a, yeah. and then you're going to get this long week off. Yeah, congratulations, you got this long week off, right, because you don't play that Sunday or that Monday. But it's like, okay, but we want to put him on prime time because, you know, this team and that team is doing great. Yeah, but congratulations. You gave them no time to prep against each other. and Yeah. And they're both going to go out there and look sorry. Yeah. And it's just, I don't like it. I, I, I'm not a big, I understand the flex thing late in the season, but. Give me what's entertaining. Yeah. You exist to entertain us. Mm-hmm. That's where all your revenue comes from. Well, speaking of entertaining the NFL, then I want to throw out some some questions for you real quick, and then we'll we'll touch on some MLB. Right, I'm gearing up for him. All right, so all right, I'm ready for some more questions. Throw them this all way. All right, Bryce Young, he's not a starter this year, right? They decided to put uh, who? <laughs> oh yeah, Bryce. Young. Yeah, yeah, the number one overall draft pick. Nobody's oh, special. Bad. They uh they tried to do. You he's mean like Andy a Dalton's backup. Exactly, Andy Dalton's back up. <laughs> Sam Darnold's still there? Is he? I'm pretty sure Sam Darnold's still there too. I'm pretty sure it's Andy Dalton, no, Sam Darnold. No, Lego police officer Sam Darnold is not there. It is uh, Bryce Young, Andy, Matt Corral, and Jacob Eason. Sam Darnold is where is Darnold? Off in Never Neverland. No, uh, are you sure? No, it's not the Jets. I can tell you that too. He is not on that team. I'm pretty sure Sam Darnold is now on the West Coast. Sam Darnold can lead 49ers back to NFC Championship, Dan Olvitsky says. Oh, my God. So he plays for the 49ers. Well, yeah, he could definitely lead them back. That's the team for him. So, all right, well, wow. Well, there you go, then. Like I said, he went to the West Coast. I forgot all about that I didn't think that would be that correct. <laughs> so, all right, so Bryce Young, then. He's not the starter. Is that the move to make? Because to me, that says that you decided that no quarterback in the NFL draft was day one ready, even the one that everybody argued Bryce Young is and that you're setting him behind Andy Dalton, who has had some flashes of greatness at times, but overall it's not a very great you know, career. Hey, man, best ginger quarterback there's been. I don't know too many ginger quarterbacks, so. What do you, what, what do you think about that one? He's got that, that red hair. You think that's the, what are you talking about? He's got that fiery red hair. You think that's the, the right move to set him? At, no. No. 
No, it's not. Let's go back to the trade. Let's go. Let's go all the way back to the trade and everything they gave up. You gave up all of that to sit somebody on the bench. Whether you think they're ready or not, whether you think they're worth it or not, you can't give up all of that to throw this guy on the bench. He's got to... Now you just look foolish. Go ahead. I was going to say, now you just look foolish, though. Let him go out there and suck, and then you can just be like, dang, what a bust. Hey, Andy, get back in there. You know, but now it's... Are you just trying to take the method of, hey, Andy, you're the veteran quarterback on the team. Go out there. Show them what not to do or show them what to do. Because with you, you're kind of like Fitzpatrick. Like, I could get something great or I can get something terrible, you know. But mentor Bryce, show him. And then he's going to replace you come the halfway mark, depending on how you That's what I'm saying. So is you you would assume Bryce Young at the end of the year is going to take over. There's no way they go a whole season. But here's the thing. Now if you go a whole season, right, Andy Dalton goes out there and he lights it up. And y'all go a whole season and he's your starter. Well, now it's the argument you said. Did you waste your first-round pick picking up this quarterback? Could you have got one next year? It's no different. It'd be no different than uh, the 49ers. Let's say, you know, that Purdy didn't tear his arm. How how would you not start Purdy? How would you bring anybody in? How would you put Trey Young over him? It doesn't matter who. If you start anybody as your quarterback and they lead the team to a winning season Mm -hmm. and can get you to the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I think it's a spit on your fan base to then trade out that guy and a spit on that guy to trade him out. Because it's like, hey, dude, you did awesome. You did great. You got us here. Prime example, as terrible as he's been recently, but he's been playing a lot injured, is Baker Mayfield. Because he took the Browns to the playoffs. First time that's happened in forever. And then they went. They did him dirty. 100%. They went and got uh, all Watson and, you know. He's got his his stuff. If Watson doesn't perform this year, it's a terrible move. One hundred percent. So we. I'm just I'm just not a fan of that kind of stuff. Like it paid off. I don't know. I'm segueing, but it paid off for Denver. Denver did it to Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow showed some promise. Tim Tebow won them a game, and then they got Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning paid off. Well, Tim Tebow but won those games day, with his legs because he could not pass the ball. If you look at his stats, they were not good. I'll always make the argument, though, that if you would have let Tim Tebow sit under Peyton Manning for one or two years... That's a very good argument. ...with the work ethic he has and with the kind of person Peyton Manning is, very it's a what-if. This is my biggest what-if in sports. I think Tim Tebow argument. would have been the best thing to ever see. Very good argument. Tim Tebow had the ability to do well, especially because he is a sponge. I believe so. Well, you already kind of spoke on it, but who's a starter in San Fran this upcoming year? Who's even there? Who who they sign? They sign back Jimmy G. Just no. a new face. It's like face. It's like face off. No, Jimmy Jimmy G's faces. with the Raiders now. Derek Carr is with the Saints. Remember those are the two you oh, confused. That, that's that's right. yeah. They got a. Yeah, they're the same guy. They got Brock Purdy. They have Sam Darnold, well, and they have Trey Lance now. So arguably last so year was Purdy's Trey Lance still injured, the starter. Right. What is it? Which one? Well, Purdy's got Tommy. Purdy's got Tommy John. Right, that was confirmed, or is that still in the air? Um, I haven't seen any talk about it uh, as far as what's going to happen with him. I haven't, I haven't researched in it. They've been, been kind of quiet on the home front with that, as far as like what are they going to do with him? So I'm gonna put it. I'll put it this way then. I'll give you my in order with Purdy being the flex. Purdy starts because, like I just talked about, Purdy took you that whole that whole way. I don't care how your weapons are lined up. Your quarterback still has to deliver to those weapons. He still has to make those throws. He still has to make those reads. 
the line is his biggest help out there because the line is what gives him more time. Mm-hmm. That's my argument for quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Brock Purdy starts first. Jimmy G goes next. Or not Jimmy G. Derek Carr goes next. So we just signed Derek him. Carr's not there. Try again. Derek Carr's with the Derek Saints. Derek on the 49ers. Derek Carr's with the Saints. Oh, my gosh, he is. All right, try, try that again. Brock Purdy first, and then. All right, so you got Brock Purdy first, and then who you have underneath him? Who's the other quarterback? Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. Uh, you have to put Trey Lance next, and then Sam Darnold. I would assume so. You just, at, some, at some point, you drafted Trey Lance for a reason. Yeah, but they picked up Trey Lance now, so high up in the draft and gave up stuff for him. I mean, right. I don't, it, it, but you at the same time had, you know, this is just one of those things where it's like, do we look dumb? Well, we look dumb no matter what now, because I got to get rid of my quarterback who was winning or I got to get rid of my quarterback who I drafted high and God forbid he got hurt. And that's what took him out. But it's just part of it. Right. Drew Bledsoe got hurt and never played again. Well, he, ne- he never got to really play again. You know, obviously Brady got hurt and he comes back in. But who did they start? Who did ever? Who did all the work? Brady from who became there. the face of the franchise. Yeah. Sorry, Trey Lance. You had your opportunity. You didn't squander it. You just got hurt. Victim of it's a sick part of it. Victim of a sick uh, of circumstance. Yeah. Victim of circumstance. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, he's just victim of circumstance. It's sorry, it's no fault of your own, man. That could have happened to anybody. That could have been any quarterback right there that would have got hurt. But the point is, is Brock Purdy took us that far. Brock Purdy plays until Brock Purdy doesn't produce. And it can't be one game. Everyone's going to have a bad game. You can't be like, dang, he did bad. Unless he just went like four interceptions. Unless he's looking like, no yards. like just, Nathan Peterson. Unless he's just looking like booty cheeks. And it's like, how the heck? No one, you were Mr. Irrelevant. It was a Cinderella year. <laughs> but I think Darnold is your, is your third. Trey Lance is your second. Now, if he does get surgery... That that obviously moves it back around, and I'm sure we'll see him put on IR, and they'll pick up some random other quarterback, putting Darnold at two, and Trey Lance getting the chance to start. But I think Sam Darnold has had enough chance in New York, and granted, he didn't have the best teams around him either. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that's the way the NFL is. You better work with what you got, because after you start as a starter, if you don't do well, hey, you gone. Have fun being the second string quarterback. He gone. Well, uh, let's talk about two other quarterbacks then, since that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, Justin Fields, is he on the hot seat this year? So all the excuses are gone for Justin Fields. The whole, hey, you got nobody to throw it to, you ain't got any help, you got nothing. I think last year we could agree Justin Fields was the Chicago Bears offense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now it's though, they got DJ Moore. And who else they pick up? They got all these all these other name receivers. What was it we talked about? DJ Moore by himself would have set the franchise record last yeah, year. Yeah, he has enough yards to be the could, fran- if he could take the yards. Had he just played for the Bears, he has enough receiving yards to set the franchise record. I so that being said, mm-hmm. this is where Justin Fields' IQ of a quarterback is going to come in. Because I'm telling you right now, if, for me, if I was a GM for what the NFL is, we see it's not a running league. Unless you're Atlanta. I see that very well. Unless you're Atlanta, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay, well, how's that? Hmm. The win-loss ratio will pan out there. Well. The point is I need a quarterback. I drafted you to play quarterback. Now, granted, you can run some, but I'll be dadgum if you got more running yards 
than the the halfback. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, you shouldn't be rushing more. You need to be throwing. So in a sense, yes. If you're not willing to play the role of quarterback, I got you these people around you. Use these people, or we'll find someone to use these people. I think his seat is definitely going to be warm this year. I don't think it's going to be hot where it's like, yo, let's let's cut out. We're done with the Justin Fields experiment. He's going to get to play the whole season. But if he does he not, play the whole if it's not like a Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, everybody's screaming he's a bust, he's horrible, he's this, he's that, but then he had a little bit better season, and people were still kind of talking, but kind of died down, and then last year he had a great season. I think if Justin Fields shows improvement this year, now that he's got some weapons around him, um, again, he's got a trend. I'm not up. saying he's got all the weapons, but he's got some around him. Shows improvement. I, I, I think his seat his seat stays warm, but I don't think it gets hotter. So, I can agree. He definitely has to trend up. If you trend down, I would go yep. ahead and get ready to change my uniform. Yep. So, Lamar Jackson said he wanted to throw for six thousand yards this season. Can he come close? Hey, man, it's big dreams. Big dreams. That was what we broke it down. It's 350-plus yards a yeah. game he's got to throw. And I think it was 352 or 353, yeah. Hey, man, I'm not. you know what? I'm not going to doubt the kid. He feeds on that. I'm going to say he uh, he gets close. He throws for 4,500. I'm going to 100% doubt the kid. And he runs the other 1,500. He runs for the other 15. He's going to get 6,000 all-purpose. No way. 100% doubt the kid. I want hundred percent doubt him. I think. I, I mean, yeah, they got seven six thousand. I have you're not throwing more than Peyton Manning in that prolific year. Yeah, well, now they do have an extra game, but still, um, that he's true. saying that he's going to out throw the yeah, record. Okay. The Even record with one less Manning through fifty. The record was set last year by Patrick Mahomes, and it's like fifty five hundred. So you're you're yeah. telling me you're going to throw oh. five hundred more yards? No, I don't think so. Nope. I uh, you gotta you gotta stop running with the ball first off, and you like you said you gotta average. You're gonna have to have 400 yard games in there because you're not going to throw for 350 every game. You're gonna have games where you may only throw 250 to three, even if you're a great passing quarterback. There's gonna be defenses so, uh, that shut Pat, down. Real, real, real quick, because I need you to put some respect back on his name. It's still Manning at 54.77. Patty threw for 52.50. What? No, sir. No, sir. Hold up. According to profootballreference.com, Patrick Mahomes, 2022 season. Wow. Okay. I thought he threw for the record. So, okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I will eat that one. Then I could have swore I read that he had thrown for the record with 5,500. So, I was wrong. Well, there you go then. Uh, you're not going to outthrow Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, big dog. You're not going to outthrow him. No, not with current, not with current people in the league. No, not with the current folks in the league. It's not with his current tape. I don't care that you got. Listen, OBJ is one catch. Really, I mean, let's be honest. OBJ has great OB- flash, but OBJ is not the number one receiver yeah. in the league. And then you got you got yeah. a. He might be your number. one. Yeah, you got a tight end. You got, you know, who who arguably is one of your better targets. Uh, you have OBJ. I'm throwing Mark Andrews all day. And then Zay Flowers. You got a rookie receiver. And then you do have um and I can't I can't even I just totally went blank on his name, but you do got another receiver who got hurt last year. But let's let's just argument for say 
if you threw a thousand yards to every one of those receivers, right, on average a thousand yards, that's four thousand. You still got to come up with two thousand passing yards to other players. No way, dude. That's what my halfback's for on those screens. Yeah, two thousand passing yards from halfback. <laughs> on halfback screen. No way, dude. No way. The dude doesn't even break. No, it's not. The dude. I mean, I, if he breaks four thousand. It would be a, a big deal. I think deal. he'll get close to four. If he broke four four thousand to me, it'd be a big to. deal. I think he, I think he has to get close to four because that was his whole stink. His whole stink was not having the receivers, was not having people around him. So now for him to save face and for him not to be, in a sense, like all this was for nothing, he has to get close. And don't get me wrong, man. I I I, I know we talk. I talk down on Lamar Jackson, but I don't think anything bad of the dude per se. I just don't think he's gonna. Ha- I don't think he's the greatest passer. He opens up lanes to pass with his running attack. He's a phenomenal he, athlete. Don't get me wrong. He plays his style of football perfectly. One hundred percent. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna make it, man. I don't think so. So, well, we'll uh, we'll roll in. NFL's just showed the pocket the pocket passer at the end of the day is what's winning Super Bowl still. You got to be a pocket passer that knows how to get out of the pocket when need be. Not a scrambler that pocket passes. Correct. You got to be able to move out and create plays with your legs as far as getting it, throw the ball downfield. Not create plays with your legs and run it. He's, I think, uh, one in three or something like that in the playoffs. Not a good look. So the year he won. I didn't buy a line for you. Not the year he won the MVP, he lost to the, uh, to the Titans, who were a Russian team at the time. But he lost to the Titans that year that he won MVP. So, well, uh, we're done with them topics, man. You uh, you want to roll into your MLB? Yeah, man. We'll break it down real quick. Just uh, just the recap. A lot's happened. So you know, it's pretty interesting to see. Everybody's kind of stayed about where they were since last time we talked about it. Not a lot of shifts. Oakland though went up to eight and uh, twenty-seven. So it's been a week, and they've only added two wins onto their resume. Mm. So maybe we should. At this point, it might almost might almost be cheaper for us to fly out to Oakland and just see one of their games, <laughs> and stay there a week in the stadium, than actually stay in a hotel. I could just buy a ticket and just keep staying in. Stay there. away from the birds. You got Tampa though. <laughs> you got Tampa still on top of the East at twenty nine and seven over the Orioles six and at they're behind six point five. Braves got close. Braves didn't win that first game, but they won with some dominance in those next two. Uh, let's see. Then you go down to Central Minnesota, nineteen and sixteen, with Detroit following two and a half behind. It's just funny as you hear me go this, you're gonna hear the big difference. You're gonna know who the big two top dogs are in this, and how no one just stacks close to them. Texas is twenty and thirteen with the Angels following behind at two games. Atlanta twenty four and eleven with Miami being seven games behind. Pittsburgh, who was our big shock factor, still in first, twenty one and fifteen, only one game behind. And now LA has finally broken free, twenty-one and fourteen, being ahead of the Diamondbacks one and a half. Now, out of all that, the Braves might only be a few games ahead. You know, like they're three games ahead of Pittsburgh, three ahead of LA. But your divisions matter, right? Mm-hmm. Your divisions matter. Well, they're seven ahead of the Mets in Miami. So they're they're out here being prolific, and it's been fun to be able to go to so many games and and watch them. This year, I got to take you to one of them hopefully soon. Well, we're definitely going to watch the uh, Rome Braves this weekend. So, coming up. Hey, you know, 
Ben better be out there and pitch. He pitched Sunday. I got to go Saturday. But Sunday he pitched, and it looked like uh, the stat said he pitched one inning for two strikeouts. He only pitched one inning, huh? That's what it said. Hey, I don't know if it was accurate or not what I looked at, but I looked <laughs> up the stats of it, and it showed that it looked like a plethora of them throwing. Yeah. So it might have been for the series, but either way, it said only one. Hmm. But hey, no matter what, that boy better be out there throwing when we go. Yeah, I'm going to tell him he's got to at least be warming up. I was going to say, yeah, he better we'll see him out there in that bullpen. <laughs> so going off that, there's uh, some interesting stats. I think you, you had sent it to me, and you see we'll, we'll go over just a few of them, see if we still agree on these percentages of will these people make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And in the number one spot was the Braves at a 97% chance of making a playoff berth. Fact. What do you think? I think that's – you're winning by seven games. Yeah, it's still early in the season. But the Braves last year to catch up to the Mets when they're behind 10 games had to go – I think it was a it's 15-game win streak. It was ridiculous that they had to go on just to have a chance to catch up. Tampa Bay, 95%. I think that's a little high. Mm. I think Tampa Bay will eventually, like, yeah, they're doing great. I think they'll peter off before too long. I think Tampa Bay makes it. What do you think? I think, I think Tampa Bay makes it fact. Yeah, I think they make it. I don't think it's that high of a chance they make it, though. <sighs> I'm not seeing anything that's going to make me believe Tampa Bay is dying off. We've been in the in the season now for a month. And they're still red hot. So, barring injuries, I don't think it changes. Or major trades. No, they're still going to definitely make it. San Diego, 77%. I think... Y'all are only three games behind. I think in the, the percentage should be a little bit higher. I think they definitely make it. Um, I don't think they take... If I don't think they take top, but I think they make it. They got to get their consistency under control. That's their biggest problem. That's what I was going for. If they keep playing, yep. If y'all keep playing how they are right now, not gonna make it. Y'all got to figure it we out. We had it. We've we, we've been decent but, recently. Like uh, I would say, probably. I know that we did sweep the uh, the Giants, um, so that was a good look for us. But uh, I don't know, man. Our last ten games were six and four. Not horrible, but L.A. Dodgers are eight and two. You know what I mean. So Braves are seven and three. Yeah. You're not going to compete with them and keep up with them if you can't be winning a little bit more. So part of that is the is the stink that was on the back end. But I think I think the Padres well, make it. If you want something to hang your hat on, the Braves got eight losses at home, and y'all were half of those. So we had the capabilities. Yeah, Which, y'all are there. The Braves are fifteen and three on the road, though, so it's almost scarier for them to come visit you than for you to come yeah, visit. Yeah, we got to get, like I said, we got to get it together. We got to get it together. I think, I think we will by later in the season. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. by the end of the season, you're going to see a very polished product come out of San Diego, competing with, competing with you know the the tops in the league right now. So, but I think right now they're just trying to figure it all out, put it all together. If San Diego can stay within five games by the time they get to the all-star break, I think y'all have a great chance to actually take back over the league and and to win your division. Yeah, I think. Now uh, the last one I'll. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, I I agree. I agree. So the last one, I think this is the most accurate percentage out of all of them. Uh, The Oakland athletics, 0% chance. 
Facts. <laughs> you know, they say not all statistics are 100% accurate. When you're 8 and 27, I think that's pretty factual. Facts. <laughs> that's... that's it, man. We've uh, spent a lot of time on a lot of other things. We're just going to give that quick breakdown of the MLB. It's our longest sport we have. We'll be talking about it more than we will anything else in any kind of run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of time to talk about all that. So as far as, as that's concerned, I'm good to go. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. This week, I will give the the uh, fact of the week first and let you, uh, let you oh. ponder yours. So mm-hmm. since we've talked so much about the, the great Oakland Athletics, the team that may soon be the Vegas Athletics in a few years, I just wanted to put out that they are the first team in MLB history with 23 or more losses before May 1st. Impressive. What a time to be alive. What you got? So I'll throw out with uh, the Mariners with Mr. Arise hitting his cycle, being the first one to do so. And we're a little late on that. That happened last month on the 11th. But still, it's the first one in franchise history. Which, hey, that's something to be said. You're in the record books forever for that team, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second one I'm going to hit, because we're speaking about Mariners, is going to be Ichiro's 262 hits in 2004. So I'll give the, uh, I'm going to read the description on this just so there's no, it's the water's not murky. So you have some clarity on just how hard that is. Okay. So, uh, Per the article, few players have thrilled fans in as many different ways as Ichiro, and that included his impeccable back control and timing at the plate. Breaking Ichiro's single-season hit mark would require an uncommon combination of consistency, opportunities, and the abilities to make contact. An increasing rarity in the modern game, which we've heard from talking to Ben, that these boys don't just swing. Like, they're, you know, there's some good batters out there. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ichiro logged 704 at-bats in the 2004 season, one of only four players to cross the 700 at-bat plateau in a single campaign. So to break his record, you'd have to hit a .373 and log more than 700 at-bats. God. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nuts. So, I mean, what's crazy about that, though, is you think they, that also matters where they put you in the lineup. Mm-hmm. That matters how good is the rest of the team batting. Like, there's a lot of variables. Because Matt Olson last year got to bat. He was at every game for the Atlanta Braves. Obviously, he didn't break that and probably didn't have 700 at-bats because there's only four people to do so. So, the rest of your team matters. Like, we all got to be hot for some people to have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. For you to get up there. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to be putting up runs. Be putting them, and and maybe yeah, not even necessarily runs, least. but you got to be getting on. You got to get on your own base percentage as a team has to be high. Yeah, Correct. I can't be. hit, and then y'all go three up, three down. No, nope. Because I'm not gonna get enough appearances. Nope. Because just think, just 161 games, even if you only get to appear three times by three up, three down, you're not even gonna get anywhere close to touching that. Even if you appear four times, you're still not touching it. You have to average. No. Five or more times, or you have to average over four times. So you got to have games where you hit coming up five, six times a game, and you're still hitting. Mm-hmm. Still and you hitting. still got to hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts, bro. Yeah. Nuts. So it's just crazy. I could see why he's such. Obviously, I was too young for all that time at six years old. 
But I could see why so many people loved Ichiro. You know, like, just how magical of a player to watch. It was a wild time. It was a wild time. I didn't follow baseball hugely back then, uh, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely everywhere at the time when it was going on. And uh, I remember coming home, watching SportsCenter, having it play, and he was always on there, man. Had one of the, the, you know, just, just, it was just wild about him. It was just, it was nothing like him around. You know what I mean? Just nothing like him around. So they were, it was definitely a talk. Um, was he going to be the face of the MLB for years to come type thing? And I'm sure he was. I mean, he's an inspiration to who's kind of becoming the face of MLB right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he He's the first real big uh, Asian Inter- yeah. player that I remember that, that, like took, it biggest, ar- that took it over yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like. It was just the first one that was. It was a big deal. It was a very big deal, man. And like I said, the uh, uh, everywhere was mesmerized about this dude. So I can't remember who ended up signing him and who he played for, though. Bugs me. I'll look it up later. Who? Ichiro. The Mariners. Did he play for the Mariners? It was the Mariners, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last thing I got to throw at you, just because it's crazy. And uh, let you just mull over it. We don't really have to talk about it. But Bryce Harper got Tommy John surgery, and uh, Tuesday night, only 160 days after going under the surgery, he's already been back and batting. So November 23rd, Harper, who batted third, rejoined the Phillies on the road to face the Dodgers. What a freak! So, what a freak! He had the surgery on November 23rd. Mm-hmm. What a freak! And he did go last night one for three. So obviously he's still hitting. I don't know what he's taking, but when I get hurt, I want I some want of it. it. <laughs> because that's no, 11 months is the average on Tommy John. That's nuts, bro. That's nuts. But, well, uh, yeah. we'll roll into the shout outs. Um, really this week, man, only shout out I got is a uh, shout out to Rome Braves, Justin, Ben, we're going to come see y'all, me, Ray Ray, and my oldest son this weekend. So I'm super excited about getting out there, getting to see, letting him watch y'all play. So that's really my only shout out, man. I'm going to have nothing big this week. So what about you? Uh, I'm going to shout out the bird that I rescued at the Rome Braves game last Saturday. I saw some of the guys over there trying to get it. I walked over, picked it up after messing with its face with my sunglasses. Obviously, I don't want to get bit, you know. Kind of, I'm a little sane. And they got it, and we uh we threw it outside. And then Justin's like, "Hey man, I heard that you're just catching birds now." So hey, I'm I'm just here. I'm a I'm a team player. <laughs> just give me <laughs> so, give me a jersey that says bird catcher on the back. Yeah, that's what I said. I told Mallory, I was like, "They're gonna hire me to be the bird catcher or something now. I'm gonna be the wildlife expert." <laughs> hey, uh, also shout out to uh Justin. I seen you do the uh the hot dog race, and that dude totally totally stepped in and interfered you had that win so um sorry about that man i i, I if he does it next this next week I'll, I'll make sure i body slam him for you so well ray ray that's about it man i ain't got nothing else yeah man hey other than that uh i gotta get this food i'm about to, you know my lunch break's almost over we've been talking i haven't ate 
you know, my, I've already gotten in trouble for these lunch breaks going over. Hey, man, you better quit taking the extended lunches, quit being late to work. It's only 30 minutes. I'm at the 40 minutes. Hey. Is what it is, man. So, well, with that, we're late to work sports, and we out. I'll see you.